It's the Listen In Podcast with Jake and Sean. We are back for another episode coming to you from a new state, a new location, episode 164. New career in a new town. That's right. A new room to record in. That's How's right. How's it feel, Sean? We're in Sean's new apartment in yeah. Kittery, Maine. Feels like we haven't skipped a beat. You know, honestly, we've done this so many times now where we've switched places with the podcast. It barely registers anymore. Yeah. It, it, it's totally like, normal. hey, it's business as usual. Yeah. This is a place I've been twice and this yeah. feels pretty normal. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You know what? This room, this room we're in reminds me a lot of your old office in your first place with the green walls that are yes. kind of like like these panels oh, it's I, dude it's it, every time i'm in here i'm like i've been in this room before i had never even really put that into work but yeah. that's true it's why this room feels so yes. familiar yes it's like the same thing well we're back home we are back home um you know jake speaking of coming back home yeah. um we have a new kanye west album that has been promised again for like the what the fifth time yeah, I, so the, the Jesus is King okay. is slated sure. to be released uh, this Friday, October sure. 25th. Yep. We think. We think. We've we, been told. There's a track list. It's on Wikipedia. Okay. People have heard this album. There have yep. been like release parties and shit yep. and like play, like listening parties. Yep. Um, am I wrong for still thinking somehow this won't come out on Friday? No, you're not wrong. Here's, but. But I think sixty percent chance it does. So, but there's a solid chance. This is the best chance we've had with any of these announcements. This is the one I feel like you know what we probably will get it. Here's what's gonna happen: we won't get it. Like when you wake up on Friday, this will not. This will not be in your Spotify no. ready, ready to be listened to in the morning commute in. I guarantee it. That's a perfect At take. Best. Yeah, it's up by like. 3.30 p.m. Yep. At worst, we don't get this until afternoon Saturday. Yeah, well, okay, I think that's at like 7 out of 10 worst. At worst, okay. We I just, still think we n- never get it. Let me ask you this. Is that actually the worst thing? Because I gotta be honest, no. I'm not excited for this album. I don't think it's gonna be very good. I'm not in on the gospel music Jesus is King corner this time around. Me neither. I, I, I yeah, I, I do think that there's a very distinct possibility I will not like this album very much. Uh, I'm going to try to give it the benefit of the doubt. But the truth of the matter is that, yay, his most recent work um, was by far his most sort of thrown together, shortest, least inspired sounding album. Left that- kind of a sour taste in my mouth. And then, uh, don't even get me started on all the, the other stuff with him. Um, but I think one of, the, one of the interesting pieces of this is the fact that I don't really want to deal with all the other baggage that comes along with a new Kanye album. Like the takes, the fucking reviews the what what do we mean when we talk about kanye in 2019 like all this stuff in in a in a fractured america where impeachment looms what does a new kanye album mean right now like i i don't know if i can handle that shit right now i'm yawning as you speak one because we're recording a little later than usual but two because i'm exhausted by the eventual take barrage yeah, that we'll have take to storm. we'll have to endure yeah i don't um, know so we'll see like okay do we want to like 
have a hard, fast take on this? Are, are we? Is it coming out? Are we going to get it? I, I Like I said, I think it's a 60% yes. Okay. I, I'm going to say we get it at some point this weekend. By the time we record again, we will have heard this album. Okay. I, I, I will go along with that like tentatively. Okay. It, which doesn't matter. Okay. That I go okay. along with it tentatively. No, it doesn't. It would be kind it of doesn't. funny if it didn't come out. Uh, yeah, I hope this turns into like Chinese democracy 2.0, where we're like, we never ever get it. Well, because like, uh, yeah, I don't know. Not interested in the whole Jesus is King thing. No, no. No, maybe the song. Maybe will be maybe good. it's fucking sick, and we're just like, maybe it's his best album. Give, maybe, maybe it is. you know what? If this is Kanye West's best album, <laughs> yeah, I will gladly eat crow. I, I on will this too. Podcast. I feel like right now I'm like the mattress salesman who's like, and if the Red Sox win the World Series, I'll eat a slug on the Brooklyn Bridge and then skinny dip in the East River. It's like you don't have to you promise that. You don't have that. to do that. And a free mattress to all the constituents of, of Sox Nation. Of Boston and a budding like municipalities. It's like, dude, like... <laughs> Anyways, unreal. I sort of don't think it's going to come out, but maybe it will. We'll, we'll see. We'll see. Um, let's dive in with hot thoughts now, Jake. Um, Big Thief. Yeah. Put out their second album of the year, Two Hands. Um, got a 9.0 on Pitchfork. After UFOF got a 9.2. Their second nine of the year. Closes out an amazing four album stretch for them that started back in 2016 with masterpiece um in my opinion they have become one of the best indie rock bands working yep um has to be in the conversation now for like who has kind of owned the decade in terms of indie rock i think you could have a whole conversation about how the decade kind of started out from an indie rock perspective and how it's rounded out like it's they're in polar opposite places i think in a lot of ways um as as rap and hip-hop and and pop have dominated um big Big thief is a really interesting case study in the 2010s in indie rock music because they're a band that literally was non-existent through the first half at least to the public awareness perspective and like from from the in the second half of the decade yeah, they've they've like they are in the short discussion of ten bands who owned yep. and maybe fewer bands yeah. who really owned this period of time. And I, I think I mentioned this to you when this came out. I was like, it's unbelievable to me that a band has put out two albums this good in one year, and they're still like pretty unknown. Like, and we'll talk about this in a little bit. Like, we saw them uh, a couple weekends ago in Burlington, and. I don't know what was there like maybe four hundred people in that venue. Yeah, it was like a it was a decent size like sort of mid range venue. Now, yeah. if we, com- I'd say a little more than that, but it wasn't yeah. crazy. And if we compare this type of output, like I, because I, I, I do think in like twenty years we'll look back and be like, whoa, Big Thief, what a stretch. Yep. Um, you know, and I think we were we were having a discussion. We were like, you know, this feels like some of the the four year runs that like the Stones had at the end of the sixties into the early seventies. Yeah, bands like uh like Neil Young and and like that kind of output. Uh, CCR. Yeah. Now I think there's big differences in 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 those bands and what Big Thief's doing. I also think you could argue that they got a Neil Young vibe to them. 
uh, well, in some ways. I think, yeah, I think they have a Neil Young vibe, vibe particularly on two hands. Yes. Because this album, and I, I've been really interested in the way it's been presented as like the earthbound Earth. twin yes. to the celestial yes. UFOF. And it feels that way. It feels really sort of recorded in a more raw setting. The vocals here and there feel like they're not even mixed perfectly right. all the time. Like there's times where when she gives it a little bit more of the yep. vocals, like it almost overblows the yep. mic. Um, it's raw. It has a really cool feel to it. And like, I gotta say, seeing it live only hammered home how good a song Not is. Oh my God. That was incredible. Not is I, I I like couldn't even handle not live. Not live was one of the best songs I've ever seen performed live. I totally agree with you. Yeah. Um and seeing them in that moment, this was a really cool um sort of a weekend because it was yeah. fun, first of all, to get out of um New Hampshire and go to Vermont. Yep. Which yep. I realize sounds pretty boring <laughs> to anyone from another area to listen to, but but for context, Burlington for us is like a two-hour drive, a little yeah. more even. It was three from here for me, but... Yeah, it's like a yeah. two, two-and-a-half, three-hour drive-ish. Yeah. One for you from Maine yeah. to Vermont, all yeah. over New England. Oh, hey, we're all over the place. All, we out here. Yeah, we out here. Um, and uh, so it's a decent drive, and it was kind of cool to have this experience of the album dropped Friday. We saw them Saturday. Yeah. And the experience of listening to the album a bunch on yes. like the ride out or the day before the show yeah. or in, in spurts here yep. and there when you had a free moment. Yeah, and on, on the way home, I did an all Big Thief. Like started from the beginning, listened to everything. And that – so everything about that weekend, this album coming out, getting to see them live, doing a whole deep dive of all of their stuff, really put into context how fucking talented this band is. And not even just Adrian Lanker, who we have sung the praises of and will continue to sing the praises of – um, like I, I think an amazing songwriter. The rest of the band, though, especially I think on two hands and getting to see them live, you really start to get a sense of like how they all work together and how they flow and how integral each member of that band is to the larger whole. They're really they're a locked in band and they're very they're tight um, and they play. I've always been very impressed, especially since like around capacity, but particularly I think it shows on UFOF. The way on a song like Cattails or a song mm. like UFOF or yep. a song like uh, From or or Terminal, yeah, um, those kind of songs where it's like the band is so keyed in and lockstep with Adrian's kind of like irregular yeah. rhythmic yeah. tendencies and like the way she's taking songs that are sometimes they very much have a feel to them. Yep. And you can tell it's like they get her songwriting yes. and they get her as a musician and they are locked in and, and like there's nothing like quite like a band that is dedicated to creating a sound. I, I couldn't agree more. Um, like, for example, when they were playing Cattails live, uh, a highlight, an absolute highlight from UFOF uh, and I think one of their best songs, but that was put into a new context for me with that like acoustic guitar like riff yeah. that's playing over like the larger kind of like buzz of the band and yes. when that came back in i was just like oh my god the shit that they're layering here it's very cool is unbelievable the, did you listen to the song exploder on that one yes i did the bass player on that song is not even playing a bass line he's playing like feedback yeah he's like playing like yep tones yep. and like overtones and harmonics and shit he's not playing like a real bass part crazy he's just like layering in ambience through his amp and effects and it's stuff, so crazy which is nuts and 
um, yeah, super exciting. And it just it felt like it was this kind. It's funny because today, bef- because I knew the podcast was coming up, I was like, oh yeah, I should re-listen to Big Thief because it had been a little bit since I went back to it because it felt very much encapsulated in that mm, weekend for yep, me. Yep. To the degree where I was like, that kind of lives there. Yeah. For a and while. that will be like a memory there. Yeah. yeah like that yeah, was yeah, big. Totally. That was yep. Big Thief weekend. Yep. Um, I, yes, I, I completely agree with that. Um, so I think two hands, like you said, definitely more raw, definitely a more live feel. I, you know, I I love, and you can really tell because one of the things I love, I think it's on, I think it's on replaced towards the end of the album. There's this moment where like Adrian's singing and then she, she says something like softly where she's like, go ahead. And then he takes the solo. And it's like that kind of like oh, yeah. react, relaxed, like meandering solo. Yeah. So I think that's really cool. Just kind of like they're all, you can tell they're like locked in. Yeah, they're like they're... giving each other direction and stuff. Here, here's a question for you. I mean, maybe it's obvious, but by the end of the year, which of these two albums they dropped this year do you think you're going to like more? So If you're guessing, because I truly don't know yet. So I think right now, if I had to answer, I would say UFOF. I think is is their best album and is maybe a little bit better than this, but Two Hands I think has some of their best ever songs. The back to back of Shoulders yeah. into Not are heights that they I don't think I've ever reached before. Second track is Forgotten What? Forgotten, Forgotten Eyes. Forgotten That's another. Eyes. So I think those three awesome. songs are through their best ever. Now, for the end of the year, I was thinking about like sort of cheating and just making. UFOF slash Two Hands, my number one album of the year, as Whoa. like a like kind of like a That's fleet a, f- a Fleet Foxes Sun Giant EP double. Like they owned the year, and like I'm giving that I'm giving the nod here because like although I kind of love the idea of being like coming in at number five, <laughs> right? Big Thief, with right? One of these albums and being like coming in at number two, <laughs> right? Big Thief, yeah, with another yeah, one, totally. Um, I agree. Where I think it's UFOF by a hair. It depends on the mood, though. And here's an interesting thing. I saw Stephen Hyden tweet this out, and I've, I've had moments where I've I've even thought this myself, and I, I don't know if it's considered a hot take. He said that he thinks their best album is Capacity. It could be. And Capacity, I think, is still excellent and really stands up. Oh, dude. Yeah. You know what song blew me away live was Mary. Me too because it had been years since i really listened to mary it was never like totally a favorite of mine i don't think i gave it enough space and time to fully get it the lyrical run she goes on in that song is is fucking it's 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 crazy mary kind of blew my mind virtuosic it's like and recontextualized how good that song is and immediately i was like oh like Fuck, I, I never quite realized how good this was before. I mean, it's this breathless, it's almost like a rap. Yeah. Because she just like, there's yep. this part where the, the, you get to that, like the break in the song, and then she goes through that rapid fire, like almost endless string of lyrics. It's just this memorized little yep. run of like, it, it's crazy. And I heard it on the drive up to Burlington, and I was like, whoa, that song yeah. is wild. I didn't give that enough attention. Yep. And hearing it live... Hammered at home. Oh yeah. This was also kind of an interesting show because um, Adrian Lenker was clearly struggling throughout it, and she acknowledged to the crowd what that she had a migraine, right? Yeah, she said she'd been dealing with a really bad headache, migraine for like 
a day or two or something and was just trying to like power through and yeah you could definitely tell she was struggling and towards the end had trouble i think remembering either lyrics or tuning or something for um the the first song on ufof yeah, because they, they 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 were like starting it, they and were then into the vibe uh, of it. yeah, they were they were playing contact. Contact had started, which yeah. is a sick song. Yeah, I really I wish she, we saw that. But. She um she like was unable to tune her guitar. Yeah, she was up there like trying to cha- change the tuning of a string. Yeah, and it kept she just bang 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 bang. She kept bringing yeah. it up, and it's like she couldn't find the right. note she was looking for. And if it, if if it's a migraine thing, I'm sure her vision was blurred, mm. and then the stress hit her of like yep. I'm in front of all these people because yep. there was like quiet because people people were locked the fuck in at yeah. the show. I have not been to a show like that in a long time where people are just like hanging on yeah. every moment that they're giving. You know when they they and it's funny because throughout the set, excuse me. She was not doing much in the way of stage banter at no. all. And I was like, oh, maybe she's like really nervous. Yeah. Performing still. Um, I actually, to be totally honest, I was like, maybe she's like pretty stoned. I, I couldn't tell what was up because she was like, she seemed freaked out. Yeah. I think she was in a lot of pain. Yeah. Which is, yeah. fuck, that's hard. Yeah. And they still sounded so fucking good. On every song. Yep. They sounded like yep. incredible. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, what a run for Big Thief this year. So you, it's still up in the air for you. Which, which of these you, you like more? Um, I, I, so I think that in a month when I've listened to Two Hands a little bit more, yeah, yeah it will be up in the yeah. air. I think it will ultimately probably be UFOF, but I, I yeah. don't know. I don't yeah. know. It, it kind of depends what mood I'm in. When we make our list. Yeah, totally. Um, totally. Yeah. Um, so another quick one here, Jake, for Hot Thoughts. I, I wanted to talk quickly about this Vagabond album. Uh, yes. So this came out last week. Um, it's self-titled. It's her second album. And we had listened to her first one that came out in 2017 called Infinite, Infinite Worlds. Worlds. And it got quite a bit of buzz and, and some good press. And I know we checked it out. I listened a handful of times. It was like, you know what? This is solid serviceable i like it i don't love it and kind of forgot about it me too um i saw that this one was coming out i was like oh yeah vagabond like you know we'll see what this is all about listen to it and i gotta say i've been very pleasantly surprised by this record i've been listening kind of a lot over the last week i listen at least once a day if not like at a couple days where i listened more than once it's 10 songs, it's 35 minutes, it's very easy to listen to. It's this palatable mix of like indie rock and like folk, but also with like these like synths and like kind of pop beats as well. Um, it's a really interesting combination of a lot of different sounds. Uh, I don't know. I've been really, I've been really, really liking it. I, I totally agree. I, I, um, there's a, like to a song, each one has yeah. like an interesting melodic idea going on. Um, I like the way she's using her voice throughout. Same. She like is exploring all kinds of different dynamics with it. Where sometimes she sings really deep, mm-hmm. and and then but but she does all kinds of stuff with that. And um, it just feels like a more fully formed sort of statement from it her. It does. It um, definitely does. The, the album cover too is very striking and cool looking. Yes, it the, is. like you don't see many with that shade of orange. Uh-uh. And like with her blue angular hat yep. on it, it's very cool. I same thing. I was totally pleasantly surprised, and I've been surprised by how much I've wanted to return to it. Yeah, because it's so breezy, it's so easy, but it's so enjoyable. And that first track, "Full Moon and Gemini," yep, 
great opening track. I yeah. was immediately like, oh, I really like this song. Me too. And it, it, all it took was the first few tracks yep. to be to feel like I was locked like, in. Oh yeah, I'm in. And then um, I think even as you get further on, like that song Every Woman, the second to last so track, good. is fantastic. Like, I don't know. If you haven't listened to Vagabond, or even if you listen to that first one, definitely check this out because I think this is a, a step up from anything we've heard from her before. And I can't remember which song it is, but the one where she's like, uh-huh, the like, uh-huh chorus yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What song is that? Uh, I really like that one. Is that Wit? The wit Wit's song? About You? It might be. I think I think it might be. Yeah, yeah I think I, it is. That one I like. Water uh, Me Down is Water Me Down's popular. great too. Yep. Uh, yeah, really, really good so far. And then Jake, I can't believe that this has this is we almost forgot to include this in Hot Thoughts. Because this has been an exciting one. Wow. New Frank Ocean single. Yes. Released on his Blonded Radio show. Which, I think it's cool he does that and everything. I never seek it out or listen to Blonded Radio. No. I don't, I don't even really know how. I think you have the Apple Music. Ugh, see, I think. that's... I, I don't, think. I don't love that. Anyways. Do you think? Or do you know? <laughs> I think. <laughs> um... New single called DHL. Yep. Um, I really like this track. Me too. Really, really like it. It's Boy toy suck me like a Hoover. Boy toy ride me like a Uber. <laughs> Fucking love it. Um, this is this is rapping Frank, which we haven't gotten a ton of. Yeah, you're right. But when he does do it, like on Sunday or on. That Aesop Mob track, uh, RAF or RAF or whatever, he's really good. Uh, I think he does it on a couple tracks on uh, Endless, yeah, on like, like Unity or whatever. And little moments on albums yeah. here and there. This is like what I think Travis Scott wishes he was doing with like trap. So like it, it, this definitely has a trap influence and is like that vibe, but it's so much more like artfully done and interesting and interesting because like the thing with frank the truth about frank ocean is like he it's funny because like he yeah sure he's like r&b or rap by title um but in reality frank is like basically like a psychedelic artist he's kind of yes. like he kind of makes like psychedelic art music and like it is done with sort of the general tools and like musical soundscape of like r&b and rap but it's like it's very expansive, and I think the truth of Frank is like with a song like this or any single he comes out with, he's a singular voice. No one sounds like him or does the kinds of things he can do. No, and even though he kind of plays in the same arena as someone like a Travis Scott, and they actually collaborated, I think, on one of the best songs from Astro World. Um, you just really see like the ways that Frank pushes that sound yep. and. This song starts out, in my opinion, as being kind of like pretty straightforward yeah. and then eventually turns into something very, very subtly is just shifted, like you said, into like this psychedelic world yeah. that you're like, oh, I'm in a Frank track right now. What he also, like this one changes a lot throughout. Yeah. There's different parts and there's different vibes in it and it, it's like a Simpsons episode. It yeah. ends with a different plot that yes, it started with. Exactly. Where you're like, oh wait, how did this begin yes. again? Um Really, really good, and I, I'm hoping it's a sign of like stuff to come. So, because he's been talking about the fact that like his new album or like his new songs are inspired by like French techno, yeah, and like inject that fucking shit into my veins. Like, give me all of it right now. Give me all of the 
obscure that's, reference points that you're yes. into, Frank, and just distill He's it. Like, I'm really into craft work right now. Hell yeah, like, dude. Whatever. Distill that down into yes. like what you make Do, that. Yeah, exactly. And it like will be better than craft work. <laughs> yes, exactly. I'll definitely yes. like it more. Yes. Uh, so apparently he like either, I think he teased a couple other singles yeah. that will be coming maybe, or like there'll be a vinyl release of them, he I teased think. parts of them, yeah. So I haven't had a chance to listen to them because I actually don't like listening to just teases no. or, or clips of Fuck songs. Um, so I'm going to hold off till there's an actual like full song to listen to, but we might be getting more Frank soon. Here's an interesting prospect. It is October 23rd. Yep. We'll be making our best of the decade lists. Oh. We actually should talk about the schedule for that yeah, after this. Yeah, we should. Um, would you rather Frank drop a new album in November Ooh. or December or in February of next year, March of next year? Um, you know, I'm a slave to the list, but give it to me as soon as possible. I think it's cool. I think it'd be fucking awesome to get this in like November and like live with it for that time of the year. And like that'd be such a, I'm going to sneak this in late 2019. Like that would be amazing. And the, the truth is, is like I still feel like somehow it would slip. It'd end up pretty like high on top our list 10. somehow. <laughs> yeah, for the decade. I know it probably would. The, Frank is in a very interesting position right now with his music where like. He is so sought after and so respected mm-hmm. and beloved mm-hmm. in a way that artists who make music as truly strange as he does mostly don't. And like he has paved the way for himself so nicely. Yeah, that's a really good point. And I was on Reddit and I think I was on the Indie Heads Reddit and they're discussing the track. Everyone really liked it. And someone made the comment, they're like, only Frank could be having Indie Heads Pop, like uh, so, like the pop subreddit and the rap subreddit all losing their shit right now. It's the truth. I was like, oh, that's so true. Like, yep, yep. Yeah, he really just crosses all of these different genres and barriers. And, and like, I think a lot of just people like him no matter what. Like, he, you could be into any type of music and you'll like Frank Ocean. And he does it in this way where, like, I, I just feel like I'm obsessed with the aesthetic choices yes. he makes. The, the the way he chooses like album art and yes. fonts and colors totally. all feels so intentional. Yep. Um man, I I was just like I put together a playlist the other day of just his singles yeah. from the last two years. And that itself is like the best EP of the last exactly. ten. Exactly. Like it's yes. so good. So I I do I think that might be sort of like an unofficial one called the Blonded EP. Oh really? I I think so because like all of those were released. I think on Blonded Radio. You mean and, like Chanel Provider yes, Lens Biking? Yes. And there's like the alternate version of Biking where it's yep. just Frank. There's a remix of uh, Slide on Me with Young Thug. Okay. Yep. There's like a remix of like another song with somebody else. That. And there's the beautiful Moon River. Cover. Yeah. So like. I you can sort of like collect those is like an unofficial EP and like it would be the best EP I've ever heard in my life. Man, it, it, there's something about it. It, it. It's almost it's like hard to describe. Like there's something so intoxicating about the shit he does. Yeah, no small part of it is that he has a truly incredible and versatile voice. Yes, that he can do so many things yep. with. He can like he can rap like and he can do like the slowed down. I'm mm-hmm. kind of talking now. Mm-hmm. 
like on like Siegfried yeah, or yeah. something like that when he's like take some shrooms maybe have a good cry <laughs> about you yes in the dark like that shit yes oh my god I love it where it's just him talking and then he's like hey it's thinking about you or I'm singing like yes. just the most insanely beautiful falsetto yes. you've ever heard uh huh he is a talent we are not worthy give me that new record today I know um alright Jake Don't I Give us, before we do recommendations of the week and release radar, give us a little show and tell oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. about your experience this past weekend. Yeah, so I had the the sort of uh, opportunity to be on the opposite end of a show and tell where I got to actually like play in a show, which was really, really cool. I uh, played bass with um, my friend Trent, who put out two new songs on Spotify, actually. It's under Trent Larrabee, R-R and E-E. Yeah, two R's, two E's. Um, the two songs are called Call Me Out and Too Far. Um, they're his. He wrote them. They're all his creations, but I, I played bass on them. Uh, my brother actually plays drums on them. They're uh, I'm super excited about the way they came out. I think they're good songs. And um, we got to play just sort of a local house show, and we did six songs, and I was super, super fucking nervous, and it went well. Um, and it was like a really fun time and, and kind of crazy to be on the opposite end of like looking out at people yeah. and feeling like all the eyes yeah. up on, cause there's two of us. Yeah. I mean, most people are looking at him cause it's like most, it's his thing. He's singing and sure. stuff, but like yeah. there's not, you know, when you're looking at a band, like even if you're mostly looking at the lead singer, occasionally you're, you're glancing around. Of course. Um, it was kind of a crazy experience and it's like, yeah, it wasn't fucking, I didn't play radio city music hall or like I didn't <laughs> right. play the garden or something. <laughs> not yet. Um, but it was it was a very positive reaffirming experience yeah. for like that side of my musical self of like because yes. I think I'm like a I, I listen to a lot of music I'm a big appreciator of music but I also play some and like it's it's an important part of it for me yeah um and truthfully like what I think it's something we've talked about privately but like I have been like scared for years that like I'm not good enough to mm-hmm. do that. Mm-hmm. And it's, I would just say that like if anyone's listening out there who's like, I think I'd like to like dabble in making music on in some way, mm-hmm. definitely like just chase it and just do it. Yeah. Um, because even the smallest, even like playing a small gig, it really like helps me feel like a way that I, it's an affirmation of something that I knew I should do yes, for a long time. Definitely. And so it was very, very cool. And I'm appreciative of anybody who came and like, you know, definitely. checked it out and stuff. So, and you'll have another one coming up in November. Yep. So we're, um, I will get to go to, which will be sweet. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And, and Hey, we have this distance between us now, which yeah, is, you know, that's um, right. It, it's tough, but I, yeah, so that should be fun. Um, I think we're going to try to do a couple covers for that one too. Nice. This um, boy. Probably not this boy. That boy. I, I don't know that we're going to do... Maybe at some point. If we could get a third person in there yeah, to do nice. this boy. Yep. I got to like... I want to really feel like locked in on the bass stuff before yeah. I'm willing to sing on stage. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. If I was playing guitar, it might be one thing. But Yeah. That makes sense. Um, cool. So yeah, definitely like if you get the chance out there, listeners, check out these songs on Spotify. People yeah. I've showed have liked them. They're very good. They um, are. I, I was able to listen. I really enjoyed them. If you like something like maybe like... If you like folk, yeah, or like sort of alt country, yep. I think you probably like these songs. Definitely, I, I second that recommendation. Speaking of recommendations, Jake, 
recommendations of the week. What do you got for us? Well, and speaking of alt country, yes, um, I have been I, I've been checking out the Jeff Tweedy album mm. that came out last year, Warm, or two years ago. Yeah. Um, uh, the song Don't Forget on this album. If you haven't heard it, listen to that song alone. I think I have heard that song. It's really, really it good. It is very good. It sounds like a, like a really good Wilco song. Yep. The whole album is really good. Um, it's just a vibe I'm very into lately, especially playing some of the music that is yep. more in the folk and kind of like a slightly country-ish vibe yeah, type of thing. Totally. Um, there's a certain soul that this kind of music has that like, mm. and it's made me kind of want to go back to Wilco. I checked out the album they put yep. out this year for the first time. Yeah. It's good. Yeah. Um, and I, I like Tweety as like a songwriter yeah, and performer. Yeah, and definitely. this album is very worth checking out. Nice. Um, I have two here. The first one, Jake, uh, I wanted to go back and mention this album that came out earlier in the year. This Black Midi album, Schlagenheim, um, this is actually... So I listened to this when it first came out, and I was like, okay, that was crazy, and like a lot. There were a few things I really liked about it, and then for whatever reason, never went back. Probably because it was like, a lot. Recently went back, and knew what I was getting into, and was just struck at the musical chops on display here between the drumming, the guitar playing, the song structures are like unbelievable. This is rock music pushed to the experimental, like not extreme, but it's like, it's, it's really hard to describe. It's like, Angular, but also aggressive, but also like I, 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 I can't even really describe it. it the, the, the snippet of a song I heard yeah. when I, on a Friday on a release day got yep. Best New Music. I was like, or it got, didn't it get a Best New it Music? Did. I was like, I'm going to check this out. I played half a song and I was like, not right now, I'm not. No. But I will and go you back. You do to need it. to be, do not listen to this one at work yeah. because the craftsmanship will be kind of lost on you. My first listen was also at work. Yeah. And I was like, whoa, that was intense. Listen to this like in a car with like it cranked or like on headphones when you're like maybe going for a run, honestly. Yeah. Um, like it's intense. That first track is like, holy fuck. It's so good. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you're going to listen to one, listen to the first track. Um, so yeah, I've been going back to that one. I've been loving it. Like it's just super impressive. And then... My other recommendation of the week is actually like kind of the complete opposite sound-wise. I've been listening to this Grouper album, mm-hmm. Dragging a Dead Deer Up a Hill. It came out back in 2007, I think. Okay. Now, picture the sound of... So, you've listened to Clearing, right? I've listened or to a, a handful of okay. Grouper albums. Yeah, so, I... you know, the Grouper that I think we've grown accustomed to over the last few years is kind of like the more piano ambient yep. Grouper. Picture that, but filtered through like this folky acoustic ambience mm-hmm. rather than like the piano synthy ambience. Um, there's a song on here called, uh, oh man, what is it? I'm going to find it. I'm going to find it. Really quick, the ones I've listened to are Ruins, Grid of Points, and I think Once, The Man Who Died in His Boat. Okay. Uh, yeah, so there's a song on here called Heavy Water slash I'd Rather Be Sleeping. It's the second track, and it's, like, so beautiful. It's so good. Highly recommend listening to it. Um, So, basically, listen to both these albums 
that I just mentioned. But if you're only going to listen to two tracks, listen to Heavy Water, I'd Rather Be Sleeping by Grouper, and then listen to, uh, what is this Black Midi one called? The first track is 953. Listen to both of those. It'll take you less than 10 minutes. You'll be blown away by both. Uh, and that's recommendations of the week. What What is this on the cover of, of Schlagenheim? Dude, Who? I have no fucking clue. But this album cover looks how this album sounds, if that makes any sense. Yeah. Yeah, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go back to this. I Check have it to. out. I will. Um, so to wrap up, Jake, release radar for October 25th, 2019. Uh, Jesus is King, Kanye West. Crazy. Are we gonna get it? We'll see. Maybe not. Maybe not though. A uh, couple other quick ones. Swans have a new album coming out called Leaving Meaning. Um, we'll see what that one's all about. I still need to listen to the Seer. Yeah, and I gotta go back to To Be Kind. To but... Be Kind is. Like whoa, that that in a way reminds me of like this Black Midi album. They're both very very different, but just in the way that like wow, this is really going for something. It is a lot, yeah. And I don't quite fully understand it, but I like that. Um, and then this great grandpa album. Um, what is this band? Like, what are they? Okay, so back at the end of like 2017, I think. Um, so 2017 was like a big like emo indie year um and i remember their last album i think it was called plastic coughs was pretty hyped up by blogs like the alternative and i think even got some play on stereo gum and a a lot of those types of places were like yeah this is a really good album i listened to it it was fine i didn't love it but i was also pretty burnt out on that sound and a lot of bands at that time were just sounding like that and had names like Great Grandpa. And I was like, okay. Like Soccer yeah. Mommy. Like yeah. whatever. Daddy Mommy. Yeah. Sister Uncle. Father Jeans. Like all that shit. Father, so, Father Jeans. I was like, alright, I'm pretty sick of this. So I kind of wrote it off. I only listened once. Father Jeans Mommy. Apparently this new one, it's called Four of Arrows. It just got Album of the Week on Stereo Gum. I've been hearing some buzz from other music blogs and websites that's like this kind of transcends the like that first sound that they were doing on their last one which was pretty by the numbers like emo indie rock and apparently there's a little bit more depth here so i'm excited for it uh maybe it'll end up being good but uh i'm definitely going to check that one out this friday that sounds very much right up my alley um I think that's it. I think that about does it, Jake. Good episode, packed episode. Stick around for some uh, Star Wars takes and ah, some earwax yes. takes. Yes, medical some hemorrhoid takes, medical maladies. Yeah, yes. yeah. Uh, and then we'll see you next time, everybody. We'll be talking Jesus is King, maybe, maybe that's not. Right. Yeah, hope God willing, Jesus, Jesus willing. willing. <laughs> Thanks, everybody. Bye. Man, I can't believe it. This podcast will follow us through the different epics of our life. Um, We, oh, Kyrie Irving, 25 points in the first half. He's going to do that. It's the, that like, the Simmons take is, think about it. It's like how how much he's going to do that. Uh, 
that will be true, especially this year with no KD. He's going to go off. And that's great news for my fantasy team. Listen to my fantasy team real quick. This is the most uninteresting pre-show, but my my NBA fantasy team is actually... So it's only an eight-person league, which Uh, means our teams are fucking loaded. I'd like to hear it. Let's Um, go. Okay. Kyrie Irving, Jamal Murray... Okay. Jalen Brown, Lori Markinen, Andre Drummond, Chris Paul, LeBron James, DeAndre Jordan, Kawhi Leonard, Draymond Green, Lou Williams, Brandon Ingram. Yeah. So it's like, it's pretty fucking stacked. Um, Kawhi and LeBron is quite something. For, yes. Uh, Kyrie has 36 points. Right now, from for my team, Lori Markinen has forty. Andre Drummond had fifty-four. Holy shit! Are, are you are you winning the game? I am up big right now. My team is winning two hundred and fifty-three to seventy-one at the moment. But it goes through the week. Right? It goes through the week. Uh, this team I'm playing, Demar Derozan has negative four points somehow, and so does Mike Conley. 0.0 rebounds, 2 assists, 0 steals. He must have missed, like, he must be, like, 0 for 6 or is something. It, is it, like, 2 minutes into the first quarter? Dude, it's end of the first for Mike Conley, and it's halftime for DeMar DeRozan. So, Jesus. it's not like this is just the very beginning. So, my team is... Looking good. Rolling right now, which is great. Looking good. Anyways, um, dude, also, so, I donated to the Bernie campaign last time around nice not getting the coverage i actually probably should this time around yeah um but i'm now on like their fucking email and text list so i get these these text messages from random people who work for his campaign being like hey hey sean just wanted to make sure you saw our first message about the canvas with ben cohen from ben and jerry's on saturday october 26th at 10 a.m are you able to make it no, I, I'm not. I'm not. I, I don't live there anymore. I'm not by the Ben and Jerry's anymore. I wouldn't have gone anyways. And like that... I support and respect and actually like am your exact target demographic of who needs to be mobilizing and getting out there. I'm not doing it. No. I'm not doing it. I can barely even be bothered to throw you guys five bucks. Yeah, and I'm. It sounds like you're annoyed with even the message. Yeah, because like I've gotten like fifty of them probably yeah. at this point. <laughs> yeah, and there's nothing more anxiety-inducing than yeah, getting message. a text message from an unknown number, oh. being like, "What the fuck is this gonna be?" You know. Um, so maybe maybe I'll throw them a donation. Um, you know, but still. Yeah, that sucks. I, I don't know. Um, um, what do you have any any pre-show fodder? Because I have a I have a story. I wanted to hear your story. Okay. Uh, so we were just talking uh, before we started recording about how every week there's kind of like always a little something like annoying. Either I'm like sick or I have a cold or like uh, you know what whatever it might be. This week or theoretically you get a hemorrhoid. That's something that might happen to <laughs> right. some people. Right. Right. You know, it sounds like a terrible, embarrassing. <laughs> I, I can never malady. imagine who. Yeah, I've it, never it, it, met it, anyone who's dealt with that. Neither have I, but from what I hear, from what I understand, <laughs> okay, yep, yep. of of hemorrhoids, yep. you wouldn't wish them on your worst enemy. Wow. Yeah. They're just just what I hear. Wow. It's all speculative. All speculative. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Well, this week 
Um, well, I guess over the past like few months, I've been dealing with like very itchy ears and like kind of like more earwax than usual. That sounds like my life. And I was like, oh, okay. And I looked it up and they were like, you know, if you have headphones on a lot, especially earbuds, that can really contribute. And I was like, yep, guilty. Um, <laughs> and I was like, okay, like that makes sense. But as a result, I've just been like, while like watching TV, I'll be like, can I like get some of this earwax out of here? And then I think over time, I've kind of just like jammed it in, pushed it back, blocked it. So finally on Sunday, I was like, fuck this. My ears feel weird. I'm going to like use that like home remedy pump thing to like get, get this out. Did you do the candle? Uh, yes. No, the, it's like a spray bottle with a hose attached and like a little thing at the end that you like stick into your eardrum and you blast it. And in theory, it's supposed to like wash out any stuff that you have. Yeah. So I do it. I'm blasting it with water. Nothing's coming out. If anything, it feels way worse. So I stop and I'm like trying to get like whatever stuff to drain. And I'm just like, oh, my ears completely clogged. Like it's nothing came out. If anything, I pushed it even further back. It's now on my eardrum. That's such a shitty feeling. So I literally, my my whole left ear is like completely plugged up. I can't, now even? No, 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 no. Oh, no. okay. Not anymore. I can't hear out of it. This is Sunday. I'm fucking miserable. I'm like, I wanted to make this better, not worse. So I go into work the next day. Uh, I'm like, if it's not better in the morning, like at lunch, I'll go to urgent care and get them to flush it out. So it's definitely not better. Can't hear out of my left ear. I feel very imbalanced. I go to urgent care at lunch. I get in there. I fill out all the fucking paperwork. I pay my $50 copay for urgent care, which is somehow like double the cost of a normal visit. Um, and like somehow more than like a specialist even how, is. How about the idea, just really quick tangent. Yeah. How about the idea in our medical system that if you happen to need care during the once a year you have, not during the once a year you have an appointment, yep. you pay more. It is so broken yeah. and fucked up. Yeah. I actually think urgent care is like... A giant scam that is like made to leech money out of. I understand why they exist because, like, we don't want people always booking with their primary care. There's not enough primary care doctors. Like, some things people can quickly go in. I get it. Yeah. But it's a fucking scam. Yeah. So I get in there, I wait, I get in. The, it's not even a doctor, it's like a physician's assistant. She gets in there. It's this older woman, a magician's who, who assistant, I'm, who I'm already like getting bad vibes from. Yep. She's like, well, why are you, why are you here today? I was like, well, my ears blocked, and you know, I can't, I can't hear out of it right now. Um, I did the thing last night. I, I think it might just be like I pushed it back. She's like, well, okay, yeah, yeah, I'll take a look. And it, so she's taking a look. I was like, well, I think both my ears are blocked. To be honest with you, she looks at my right ear. She's like, oh no, no, that one's fine. I'm like, okay, well, look at the other one. She looks. She's like, I, I, I don't know. I don't know what this is. I was like, what? Uh, she's like, it could be earwax, but I, I don't know. I don't know. She's like, you, you, you should go to an ear, nose, and throat doctor. She's like, I'm not going to flush this out. I was like, why the fuck did I come here in the first place? Yeah. What? I just paid you $50 to say you couldn't help me? Yeah. Okay. What a fucking scam this is. So they give me the name of two local ear, nose, and throat doctors. And they're like, oh, and by the way, it takes a long time to get in with an ear, nose, and throat doctor. I was like, wonderful. So I'm in a bad mood. 
I call up the ear, nose, and throat. They're like, we have an opening tomorrow at noon. Hell Come yeah. in then. I was like, thank fucking Christ. So I get through the rest of the day. Still can't hear out of my ear. But weirdly, having headphones in both ears and playing stuff helped to, them to feel like less imbalanced. Man. So I was just doing that the rest of the day. Got through the rest of the day. Went into this appointment. And this guy couldn't have been more helpful. It was the complete opposite situation. Very good. Of the fucking urgent care lady. He's like, oh yeah. He's like, this is very normal. He's like, let me look at both ears just in case. Looks at my right ear, the one where the person was like, oh, there's nothing. He's like, yep, this one's very blocked too. He's like, I can't even see your eardrum. He's like, we're going to clear this one out. He's like, now let me see this one. He's like, oh, yep, yep, very common. He's like, this is a curtain of wax that has fallen over your eardrum. Did he use the the water thing to flush Dude, it? And did he show you the tray after? He, he used a vacuum. Hell yeah. He put like this... Almost like this, um, like funnel into my ear. Yes. Then he has this little tool that he went in with, and he's like, "This might be a little weird and loud because it's like this vacuum right in your there. ear." Yeah. yeah, dude. And he puts that in my ear. It's like hitting my eardrum, and he's just getting all the fucking wax out. It immediately felt way better. I felt like light and airy the rest of the day. Isn't it the best? It just like was an immediate improvement. But it took me. Making this fucking appointment, having this specialist help me, and I got fucking robbed at the urgent care. Yeah. What is wrong with this system? It's broken. Uh, so anyways, I couldn't hear out of my left ear for like almost two days. It sucked. It was super uncomfortable. Dude, okay, I have so much empathy for yeah. this story. As someone who, as you know, I've had a lot of oh, yeah. various ear issues yes. through the years. And like ear infections ear blockages they're the worst yes they suck and it just it does disorient you yes and make you feel like just off and so i I hate totally imbalanced and like i i came home on monday and i i just like i was like well i'm just gonna like fucking lay down and i ended up falling asleep for a while woke up like right as the pats game started luckily watched the pats game so it wasn't it wasn't too bad but like, you know, I don't know. It's just, it's so uncomfortable. So this week kicked off with not being able to hear, having to deal with that. Last week I had a cold to start the week. So it's always like, you know. Well, dude, and like I was thinking about this the other day. It's like, when am I going to have a week soon where doing a normal thing doesn't hurt? Yeah. Like where swallowing hurt yes. for a long time with that fucking exactly. throat thing. Sitting. And then sitting down hurt for right. unrelated things exactly. to anything I mentioned before definitely. in the podcast. You know, definitely didn't have a hemorrhoid. Uh, I did. Let me ask you this. Here's here's the million the dollar question. Would you rather deal with the pain of a hemorrhoid and not being able to comfortably sit down or the chronic sore throat that you had to the level that you had it oh, the last uh, a couple weeks ago? At all times? Yeah, at all times. Which would you rather deal with? Wow. Oh boy, they both sucked. Other than the pain, you're fine. Like you having a sore throat, it's just a sore throat. It doesn't mean you're dealing with a cold on top of it. It doesn't mean you have strep. It just like your throat is sore to that level at all times. Same with the other ones. Like it never goes beyond that. It's ever worse than that. But it's just that all the time. That pain all the time at the worst I felt it. Yes, for both of these situations. What would you rather deal with? I th- Both really, really sucked. Can I guess? Yes. 
I think you'd rather deal with the sore throat. So, yeah, I think that's my answer by a hair. And and the reason that's my answer is that at least that didn't make me feel dirty. Yes. And, like, yes. disgusting. Yes. yes, yes, yes. Because one thing a hemorrhoid does not make easier is self-cleaning, my friend. <laughs> it does not help with that. <laughs> I will put it th- thusly. <laughs> when it hurts to wipe, <laughs> um, that's a tough spot. That's a tough spot. <laughs> and there's like a, a protuberance. That's the thing that hurts and the thing that's making it hard to wipe. That sucks. It's no that good. That sounds awful. Awful. It, it awful. really does. <laughs> Um, okay, so we have our answer. The throat by a hair, but that really sucked. I know, because that one sounded, like, exceptionally painful. It made it... Oh, man. It was so weird, yeah. too. I've never had symptoms like that. Because yeah. when it was healing, it was, like, super sensitive to cold right. and heat. And it nah, like, felt like it was locking crazy. up. I think you, you, like, aggravated it on top of being sick. Yeah, something happened because it, as soon as it was better, I got a cold. Right. I think the virus came yeah, out through yeah. a quick cold. Yeah. Um, yeah, and it's like, so hopefully once... You feeling healthy now? Uh, so <laughs> on on the last front, on yep. the most recent front, um, I'm like 80%. Would you like a cushion? I'm good. It's a hard chair. I'm good. Okay. okay. I'm good. It's okay. like, it's a, it's a, seating is okay now. Okay. All yeah. right. There were points this week where even on cushioned chairs, it was. I was like putting my hands. <laughs> You're on the like an old rest. man, like yeah. I was putting my hands in the armrests <laughs> to gently guide myself to the seat, and like was struggling uh, to lift myself yeah. from seats. Yeah. Oh boy, that sounds terrible. Final thought before we dive in. Um, with the move, with the move in, getting settled and everything, with the trips that we've had. Uh, just general life busyness. I have not been able to get to the local cinema to see mm-hmm. a lot of the big fall movies that have started to come out. I have not Lighthouse. been able to see Joker yet. Lighthouse looks excellent. I haven't seen it. Um, I even want to go. I kind of want to see Zombieland. Mm. Like I do too. You know, it's a, it seems like yeah, a fun movie. It seems fun. Don't hate me. Don't crucify me. I haven't seen El Camino yet. That's okay. I haven't watched Succession um, yet. I haven't watched shit because the truth of the matter is. When I get home some nights and it's 10.30, I'm like, I'm too tired to start it. I know I won't finish it. That's fine. That's fine. You'll get around to it. It's going to be the winter soon. We're all going to be cooped up and we're going to want to like die. So that's the time to like binge. And and the cure to to that depression will be avoidance. Exactly. Of reality. Exactly. Exactly. Um, Yeah. Um, So yeah, got to go see some movies, but... um, There's a new one with Adam Sandler coming out. Dude, Uncut Gems looks really good. So that director... I just recently watched his debut movie, Good Time, with Robert Pattinson over this last weekend. Oh, is it that one that was like, where the cover was really brightly lit with colors yes. and stuff? And like, so it's him like in tunnels and 10 Tricks Point Never does the soundtrack. Oh. It's sick. This movie, wow. I it's really, a wild ride. I really wanted to see it. Watch it. I would. I really want to see Uncut Gems too. Yeah, because too. I There's something very satisfying to me about when Sandler does like a serious, serious turn. Yeah. Because I think he can do it. I think he can. he's like actually a good I've actor. been hearing Oscar buzz about him in this role. How cool would that be? That'd be awesome. Because like, despite the fact that I don't like any movie he's made in like 15 years. I know. 
I still I like him. Like Adam Sandler and like want him to succeed. Me too. Me too. Because he just seems like How it, much of that has to do with like he's from our hometown? Like, honestly, um it's a little less than you'd think, but it's yeah. a big amount. It's yeah. probably like thirty percent. Fair. I think that I think that's probably it's like accurate. less than you'd think. Yeah. It's actually it's one of those things where I'm like, oh yeah. Right. Like, like that's just another nice little bonus, I guess. Because yeah. Adam Sandler is like he's famous, famous. Yes, he is. He's like legitimately like pretty much as famous as you yes. could be. Kevin Garnett's in that movie too. I saw that. Yeah. Um and so is Lakeith Stanfield. Yes. I yes. want to see the shit out of that movie. Yes. I also want to see that new Noah Baumbach thing yeah. with Scarlett Johansson yeah. and with uh, Adam Driver. Yes, I do too. Rise of Skywalker comes out in December. That's right. So we got a full slate coming. Um, how you? How are you thinking about Rise of Skywalker? What's the deal with okay. fucking the Emperor? Did you see? Do you think it's just he's a ghost emperor? Dude, I don't know. This could okay. So Karen and I we were watching the Patriots game the Monday other night. Night Football. Yes. The new trailer comes on at halftime. This is also really quick. Yeah. Monday Night Football with a Star Wars yeah. premiere. That's just Disney being like, look Flex. at look at my fucking right Flex and left them. nuts and, and like, dropping them both on the table. Big, yep. Giant balls yep. that and, I in the in the in the penis is the Marvel franchise. Marvel, yeah, Marvel movies. Yep. It's just like, hey, like we own everything you yep. like. So we're watching it. It comes on. You know, parts of it look fucking sick. Because obviously it does. The, the, the like aquatic scenes in particular yeah. look very interesting, and it made me realize like there haven't been, with the exception of the waves crashing on Camino, right? There's not like not really a, really a water scene Naboo, in Star Wars under under the water. That's true. Naboo, but that's, but literally it's not planet like, core. Well, I know, but it's not like a it's not like a <laughs> naval battle. Oh, sure, sure, sure. You know what I mean? Yeah, that, that's a good point. Um, Kashyyyk, the invasion of Kashyyyk by the uh, the separatist battle droid army. They came in over the water. Really? Many people forget. Yep. Yep. Which movie was that in? Again? That was in Revenge of the Sith. Was there like a long drawn out aquatic battle scene? Um, no. No, but there was a Wookiee flying in on yes. a fucking vine and like attaching a uh <laughs> yeah. like a fucking mine to a right. thing and then hopping off. So well, It visually looked like something I hadn't seen in so, Star Wars. So like before. a lot of it looked really fucking cool. But couple very questionable things like when c3po was like my friends are here and it's I like i wanted to see my friends it's like that is cringy um and what's up with your voice c3po you sound totally different you sound like a shitty impersonator like way too clear and then the emperor like okay my take on this was they could really flub this this could be a botched job being like yep this is all coming back to the Emperor, and uh, I don't know, dude. I don't know. And I think what's going to end up happening is they're going to try and round out this trilogy in whatever way they think is going to be, like, the most palatable. But this trilogy, I think, in hindsight, this last one, we're going to look back on and be like, you know what? Like, Force Awakens was... was like very competent last jedi feels totally different like a different movie that doesn't belong in this trilogy at all say what you want about it good or bad i know a lot of people love it i know a lot of people don't care for it it just feels like it doesn't belong who knows what's going to happen with this last one like i i we'll see how they round it out but i get the feeling that like overall this last 
trilogy to round out the quote-unquote Skywalker saga that we've just made up on the fly too, apparently. Yeah. He's not going to be looked at as like great at like by any stretch. We're going to have to see. I, I have a feeling that like I think an interesting way around um, Emperor Palpatine being in it is like to have him be reappearing like Obi-Wan did to Luke or something to yeah. someone on the dark side. Okay. Like that to me is acceptable. And the fact that they've not shown him in yeah. the trailers and it's just his voice leads me to believe that like they're trying to get speculation rolling. They're trying to yeah. get interest peaked. But the truth of his involvement is not as simple as it's him in a robe again. Right. Like in a throne. <laughs> <laughs> oh i'm afraid the deflector shield will be quite operational do you have to talk like this all right creep like (laughs) (laughs) like what is it did you i can't tell if you exhaled that entire (laughs) thing or 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 like what I'm afraid the deflector shield. It's like, what's this? You have a Scottish accent? Like, what is happening here? You're like the Sith Lord. <laughs> also, the word Sith is like, isn't it not in any of the, the original first three? I don't think it is, actually. The, the word Sith, I don't, I don't think, think it, it exists. No. Um, there's a lot of that stuff that you realize when you rewatch the early Star Wars. Like, uh, yeah, no, totally. And the, the Emperor is not a thing in the first one. No, no. He's no. never mentioned. Uh-uh. Like, that's crazy yeah. to me. Uh, a New Hope feels like it really could have just stood on its own as it, a movie. It's its own movie. It yeah. is. Uh, more so than any other one. Yeah. Um, but is you, Did you say your favorite is still Empire? Oh, without a doubt. It's yeah. so good. Without a doubt, yes. <laughs> Return of the Jedi has some real highs. It goes though. Empire, Clones, Menace, <laughs> Sith. A new hope? No, <laughs> um, no, God, no, no, clones, no, <laughs> no. clones is third. Um, that's not true. Ready to dive in? What is your real ranking of the first oh, three? Real ranking would be Empire, A New Hope, Return of the Jedi. I think that's mine too. It used to be completely flipped when I was a kid. I think it was for me as well. What's tough is that I think the highs of Jedi are in some ways like some of the highs of the entire yeah, series. Yeah, I would agree. I still think, I mean, Empire though the 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 battle with Vader is yep. so iconic. Yep. Cloud City is super iconic. Hoth. What I love about A New Hope though, and it puts it over the top of Jedi. It's scrappy. You it, can root yes, for A New Hope. Exactly. Yes. Yes. Like young it's Luke. It's fun. A New Hope is fun. Dude, when when they're like in the Death Star, like chopping it up, like yeah. amazing. It also feels like distinctly, it feels to Star Wars what like the the, the Seinfeld pilot is yeah. to Seinfeld. Yes. You're like, oh, like that's weird. Like that couch looks different. Right. And like he has this weird greenhouse thing going on and Kramer yeah. has a dog. Yeah. Like, like what's, what's happening? What's the deal? Oh, okay. But like now, okay, they smoothed that all out right. in later ones. Um, bigger budget now. Yeah, yeah. Um, the the final battle in Jedi with Luke and Vader and the Emperor really stands up. Yes, those scenes like crackle off. Yes, the they do, and it's not just because of the Force of Lightning, dude. It's no. 
<laughs> it's partly because of that. It's, a, it's part of it. It's partly that. It also has to do with like the way it's shot. Yeah. George Lucas was... I, man, it kills me. Well, he didn't direct that one. Mm. That's the weird thing. But like the way that scene's filmed, yeah. the extreme close-ups on Vader's yes. face. Yes. And on Luke's well face. Well done. It's very well, well done. done. Very yeah. well done. There's some lows, uh, Good I thing think. they added Vader going, the Ewoks. no. Uh, no! Terrible. Terrible. Fuck like, that. Remove that, please. Yeah, the Ewoks... Ewoks mm, are tough. Not as inexplicable as, as a Binks. So. <laughs> no. No, 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 as no. A, as a J.J. Binks. <laughs> not quite as bad. J.J. Binks. <laughs> <laughs> That's good stuff. All right. Uh, all right, let's dive in here. Yep. All right, ready? Three, two, one... 